welcome to the Camp Vibes podcast. I am here um, during our, no, this isn't our support staff training week. This is our counselor and junior staff training week. We just finished up an entire week with our support staff, um, getting ready for our counselors and our junior staff to show up. And I am here with one of our longtime support staff members and longtime friend, Daniel Berger. How are you? I'm doing good. It's good to be here. <laughs> Danny, um, how many years have you been on staff? So this is my third year working here at Frontier Ranch. And um, what's your camp name here at Frontier? My camp name is Utter Chaos. Tell the listeners the story. So three years ago when I first came here to work at camp, I uh, went through the naming ceremony where you just go up on stage, you give yourself a little 60-second testimony. Right. And uh, so, and then people just name you based off that. So originally... I had it's this, not like a religious testimony. Like no, no one talks through their story of their yeah. faith with God. It's more like, let me tell you all the stupid things I've done in 60 seconds. Exactly. So people just ramble on about whatever. Right. And I told some stories about snowboarding or something. And for some reason, this one staff member, I don't even remember who it was, but they wanted to name me Flynn Rider. <laughs> I so, think that was Bagheera, maybe. Bagheera, yeah. yeah. So everyone wanted to name me Flynn Rider, and it went through, and I had never seen Tangled, the movie it came with, or right, anything like right. that. So that was my name originally. <laughs> I had long, slicked back hair at the time, so maybe that had something to do with it. You're a handsome man. Yeah. Long, slicked back hair. So uh, you have like 24 hours if you want to change your name. So I was kind of like, I'm not really feeling this name, never seen the movie. Right. I don't think it relates to me, so like, let's try this again the next night. Right. So and then, we have a rule here for our naming ceremony that if you're just not digging it, we don't want you to be stuck with a name that you hate. So camp name means a lot, and so we, uh, we gave you 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And then the next night you got another name. Yeah. So um, outside of this, I had told some support staff a little story about how in March of this year, and now we're here in June, so like three or four months later, um, I was living up in Tahoe. And my last week of snowboarding, it was actually one of my last days I was planning on snowboarding this season and moving right. back to Santa Cruz after that for the summer. I uh, went to Kirkwood Ski Resort with a couple friends. My friend was wearing a gorilla suit. I was wearing a cow suit. Okay. And we were just having a good time, and I decided to go off this jump that I've gone off several times over the summer, <laughs> over the winter. Right. So it was like no big deal. So um, when I went off the jump, as soon as I went off the lip, I realized that the couple nights before they had reshaped the jump, and it was much smaller than I had anticipated. <laughs> so I had way too much speed, and I cleared the entire landing of the ski jump and landed <laughs> flat. And when I was in the air, I knew there was no way I was going to land it. So it was probably <laughs> from the lip to where I landed, like a 40 40- feet in distance. Wow. So it was, it was quite some air travel time. <laughs> so when I landed, oh, I brutal. wasn't wearing a helmet. First time of the season, I wasn't wearing a helmet. So I knocked myself out for a few seconds. And when I woke Perfect. up, I, I couldn't really move. Uh-huh. Um, so this uh, snowcat or the ski patrol had to come get me, bring me down their toboggan and an uh, ambulance took me to the hospital. And I found out I actually cracked a couple ribs okay. that punctured my lung. Did you get a concussion? I did get a concussion as well. Oh, man. So I had a concussion, a couple cracked ribs, and a punctured lung. And the doctor actually said if I would have like hit it with about 5 or 10 pounds more pressure, my lung would have collapsed. Wow. So it was like, it, I didn't really like, they couldn't really do anything. They kind of sure. just sent you home after like the end of the day, and they're like, rest for a couple weeks, don't really do anything, don't walk far. So yeah. I kind of... My roommates helped me pack up my car, and I kind of drove home and just sat in bed for a couple weeks after that. You drove home with a concussion? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I rested a few days up in Tahoe at my house. Okay. And then I headed home. 
Crazy, man. So I told that story to a few people. So I got the name Utter Chaos because Utter, Cow Utters, because right. I was wearing a cow suit in chaos because of the whole story that had happened. You know, I don't, I obviously knew about the, the Utter part. I guess I didn't hear that whole story. I didn't know that you, like, basically could have died. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. I definitely, but you still ride snowboards. You're still pretty Yeah, active. I still snowboard. I have a, uh, I'm actually the president of the Ski and Snowboard Club at our school, so. Oh, I'm, right on. I think it, the name definitely relates because it's how big of a part of snowboarding is in my life. Where do you go to school? I am going to be a senior at California Baptist University. And uh, where do you guys go snowboarding? You guys go to Big Bear? Or? Yeah, we go to Big Bear. Uh, we're in Riverside, so we're actually right. in a really good spot. Uh, you can get to Big Bear in like an hour and a half. Oh, crazy. Which seems crazy when you live in Southern California to be able to ski that close. Right. So you weren't named Flynn Rider, no. thankfully. Utter Chaos is a little bit of a better name for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and what have you been doing the last three summers at Frontier? I have been the videographer so I've been making all the camp videos. Right. Um, it was something I was interested in literally right before I came to camp. Yeah, I remember you applied. Mm-hmm. This is, I'll, I'll just let you into this, the world of hiring. This, okay. is, this was bad, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I, had, I hadn't committed to this girl who applied to work as a videographer. She applied and... She had not a lot of skills. Like, she, she hadn't done it either. I, I hadn't seen any of her work. And you applied pretty late into the season. Yeah. Um, and when you applied, I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to give the job to Danny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I remember calling her and saying, the position's filled. But you guys, neither of you had any experience. Like, I think you, I was like, do you have any videos that I could see? <laughs> and you sent me, like, some GoPro video of you in, like, your Tahoe house, basically. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, man, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. You figured it out? I did, yeah. Um, what, was the, what was the drive to be a video guy? Um, so before I came to camp, I was living in Tahoe, like I said before. I was working right. at a ski resort, but I was also taking like some GE classes at the community college. Uh, then after camp, my first year, I transferred to Cal Baptist. But I ended up taking like a video class they had at the community college okay. just for fun. And it just like got super interesting to me. I just loved what I learned in that class. We learned like the basics of a video editing software, which I still use today, Adobe Premiere. Thankfully, they taught us a program that's like one of the industry standards. Right. So I was able to learn that. Um, At the the end of that class, I started saving up for a camera, bought my first camera. What was your first camera? uh, Canon 70D. I'm still using it. It's the one I'm still using today. Really? Yeah, I need to upgrade soon. (laughs) That's all good, man. It's been working great for the past three years. So you do camp video for us at Frontier, and Danny and I, our history goes back quite a ways. Um, I remember in 2006, maybe even 2005, you were a camper at Camp Hammer. And uh, when was your first summer at Hammer? Yeah, so I grew up going to Camp Hammer ever since I was in fourth or fifth grade. And I worked there for one summer. It had. What to... was your first summer as a camper? So maybe oh four? No. Oh, I think it was 2004. Really? Yeah. It had, I think it was 2004. I think I still have my picture from it because I think that's the only oh, way I remember. It was yeah, 04. yeah. It was like, it was like the Pirates of their Monkey theme or something. Yeah, I don't even Pirates. know if you were there yet. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. And uh, Grout was my counselor. That's right. Yes. I don't remember a lot of my counselors, but for some reason I remember my first counselor, Grout. I want to talk with you about that because so 2004, yeah, that was Pirates theme and... Um, 
I think that I wasn't even a counselor yet. I just worked in the kitchen. Um, and you had Grout as a counselor there. And, mm-hmm. and Jared is one of my dear friends to this day. He actually listens to this podcast. Okay. So <laughs> shout out to Jared. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Grout. But you remember Grout. And he's one of the only counselors you remember. He is. Why? That is a good question. Um, I'm always fascinated by this because you never remember what your counselor says. Exactly. And some people don't remember all their counselors, but something stood out to you about Grout. Yeah. So one of the only things I can recall from that summer is one of my best friends at the time was also in that cabin, John Henry. Okay. I remember John Henry. Yeah. And the other thing was... Uh, that he took us to like sneak out. I think it might have been on the last wow. night. So I was like in fourth grade. I did, didn't know much at the time. So when we were sneaking out, I thought it was like the real deal. Yeah. And I think well, how how it works at Camp Hammer is like you're not supposed to lie to your kids. You're not supposed to tell them like we're gonna get in trouble. But we all lied all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we all just said, yeah, we're gonna get fired if uh, if they find out. You know. So we made the kids believe this was a, a big deal. Yeah. And I remember we were in the cabin of Oak, too. Yeah, for some reason Grout I was always that. in Oak. Really? I was okay. like, I don't think he had another cabin yeah. besides Oak and Redwood. And the funny thing was the first time I counseled at Camp Hammer, my first week, I was in Oak, too. Nice. It was pretty cool. So what you remember is just like he took you, he snuck you guys out. What else do you remember about Yeah, it? we went. So we <clears throat> snuck down the trail. We went like through like the bushes kind of in this backward way. Yeah. And we went in the back door of the kitchen dining hall. Oh. I remember Mossy. Mossy was the director at the time, right? I'm pretty sure he uh, was there. I think 04 was still uh, Yoda, but Mossy was always there. Okay. Yeah. So he was, someone was working there and they were like, like, it must have been like some of the support staff they have there sitting in the kitchen, hanging out, talking. So he like went up and like pretended to distract them (laughs) while we like ran across the other side of the kitchen to get our hot chocolate and like ran out the back door onto the front deck. Dude, that (laughs) is such a classic grout cabin story. When I worked in the kitchen, I cannot tell you how many times I worked the late shift and Grout was like, hey, my guys are going to sneak through the kitchen and they're going to grab hot chocolate. Pretend like you don't see them, man. Mm-hmm. Like that was Grout every week, every summer he counseled and yeah. you just got to be a part of that experience. Exactly. How fun is that? It was great. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, Grout ended up counseling for another summer and then he was on program after that. But mm-hmm. I mean, th- you were literally like eight years old and he has an impact in your life. Exactly. Yeah. So at 18, you worked at camp, right? 18 or 19? Uh, I was 19. I had come back from YWAM. That's right. And uh, I had just, I got back from YWAM in like December and then I just spent some time in Santa Cruz. I took a couple classes at Cabrillo. I was working on my dad's glass shop at the time and I just wanted to go back to Camp Hammer. I mean, I didn't miss a summer there. Right. And because you did Apostle, you did high school week, mm-hmm. and uh, got hired to be a counselor. Yeah, applied to be a lifeguard. Okay. Because I wanted to be a lifeguard, and Mossy was like, Eric Swanson Dexel, he was like, I really want you to counsel. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and what was your camp name there? My camp name was GoPro. And you had no video experience at that point? Uh, no. Well, Jacob Grodidier named me GoPro. Shroup. Shroup. And he named me that because we used to like always do a bunch of dumb stuff with our GoPro. Right. Shroud so like, Media? Shroud Media. <laughs> <laughs> so we would just like, literally when we were in high school, anything we would do, we'd film it with our GoPros. Right. Like we'd just jump in the water and like try to take like cool wave pictures. We'd like go skateboarding or go biking and just like strap our GoPros on it. Right. Had an old Ford Explorer, go mudding with it, throw a GoPro oh, on. Yes. So we just had all these crazy stories. So 
that's how I got named GoPro over there. How was counseling? What was that like? It was very challenging. Um, Would like you do video now? Yeah, and you're definitely more of a behind the scenes guy. Mm-hmm. Counseling, I would imagine, knowing who you are, that is not necessarily your jam. Yeah, I mean, I was told I did a good job. I'm, I'm you love kids. I love kids. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know why I don't want to do it again. Because after that summer, I like really enjoyed it, and sure, I had like a ton of great kids. There was like this one cabin I remember in particular. It was the last week of junior high, and it was like a, all these Aptos kids who were going to be freshmen, mm-hmm. um, going to Aptos High, and they were all like super good buddies. And you were an Aptos kid. No, I was. I went to SoCal. SoCal, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, man. But um, they were all kind of like these punk, not really like punks. They were good kids. Sure. Yeah, but uh. They're they, probably all listening. All listening, yeah, all the time. Um, but I remember on like Thursday night when they have kind of the gospel night, like they like all stayed back. Oh, nice. And all kind of just wanted to like take further steps in their relationship with Jesus. They were all like struggling with that, and they just were like really wanting to learn more and like be more disciplined in their relationship with Jesus. And like, and you're you're this nineteen year old, and I'm this nineteen year old kid trying to help them with all this. But <laughs> like that week was great. They were so like well-behaved, I guess. Like they listened to me. Yeah. They all got along great. There was no drama in the cabin, which is like super rare because there's always kids fighting and who aren't getting along. So like, <laughs> sure. like when I think back to all my weeks of working at, I've, this is my fourth year working at a summer camp. Like that was probably right. my favorite week. Really? Like out of all my summer camps because of like the impact I've seen on those kids. The next week they all send me emails up to camp, which oh. I still held on to and like read those. I read them last week when I was digging through my room. That's crazy. And I saw a couple of them at the high school group at Twin Lakes when I went, like, a couple months ago, actually. I saw so, a couple of them there. That's one of the benefits of, like, you're from Santa Cruz. Camp Hammer is a... They have kids from all over the place, but they have a heavy population of Santa Cruz kids. Mm-hmm. And I remember working at camp and then working at Twin Lakes, a church in town. It's like you interact with these kids outside of just camp, which is not a normal thing. Kids don't normally see their counselor until the next summer of camp. Yeah. Um, which is so cool. Like you get to still, still see these kids and, um, yeah, I mean, it's like, I remember you as a camper and I get to see you years later, you know, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's cool. It's fun to see the kids that you had an impact on. Exactly. I'm sure Grout would love to see you. Yeah. I'll have him come up to camp at some point. Yeah. He needs to come up here. Um, I remember when you your first summer as a videographer here, there were some kids that went to both Camp Hammer and Frontier Ranch. And uh-huh. Like, I remember this kid comes down the hill and he's all, GoPro! What's up, GoPro? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you were like, oh, that guy was in my cabin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I'm trying to remember his name. I remember you were like, that kid was crazy. He was, yeah. He was like, because I was like, I think that was last year, the year before. And he was like, I think... When he came to Camp Hammer, he was a fourth grader and his first time ever leaving home. Right. Because yeah. I remember my first week at Camp Hammer, I was in Oak. I had a full cabin plus a rollaway. Okay. So, like, I had, like, 11 kids, fourth graders, and none of them have ever been away from home before overnight. <laughs> if you know nothing about, like, camp, Christian camps, a couple of things you said in there that are hilarious. First week of camp, always the hardest. Second thing to add to the difficulty is a rollaway bed. If if the director says you need a rollaway in your cabin, <laughs> that's not a good thing. That means you have one more child in your cabin, <laughs> mm-hmm. which makes your week exponentially harder. Um, and then on top of that, um, fourth grade kids who are all homesick. 
Perfect exactly. combination, perfect week of camp. Yeah. Wow. So that week was definitely a challenge, and I got through that week, and I was like, wow. Like, I could do anything. I've got like eight more weeks of this or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, dude, I'm obviously glad you work at camp now. Um, you have shot video for us the last three years, and I wish that I could show like video from your first summer mm-hmm. to like now. Like it's amazing how much you've grown in your video skills. Would yeah. you say you've grown quite a bit? For sure. <laughs> because I had taken one community college class right. um, on video before I came to camp. So I pretty much came here starting from scratch. Right. Like trying to figure it out, not understanding much about it at all. I think you and I are on the same page with this, but why, um, why are camp videos so important? I think they're so important because, A, it does great marketing for the camps, it, like, shows what that camp has to offer, what the activities have for parents and stuff before they send their kids to this camp. Right. B, the kids can take home this video. Now, when we, especially when we live in like such a digital age, uh-huh. like they can have this week to remember and reflect and like show their friends and just like be so stoked on. Totally. Like kids love, kids are like immersed in media these days. They're always watching stuff. So I think when they can take something home right. and see themselves in it, it can like, trigger something and like remember them of all the fun times they had at that camp and like totally. all the activities and everything they got to do. Did you take your camp video homes for after camp hammer? I did. I still have those Dude, camp hammer DVDs. I still have. So every week when I was a counselor, I would buy the, the weekly DVD mm-hmm. so I could have a memory of like my kids in my cabin. Yeah. And uh, I still have those. They're in my office right now. And every once in a while, I'll pop one in and just go, oh, yeah, this is why I do what I do. Yeah. You know, and I I believe that like videos and I still have all my camp photos. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. I don't know why there are these little things that help me remember camp, you know? Yeah. It's like we always make this joke, but it's like, you know, you paid all this money to come to camp, but we sell memories, Mm -hmm. you know, our videographer and photographer, they sell memories. Exactly. (laughs) And I think it's awesome. Um, cause I remember when I was a counselor at camp Hammer and you get to the Friday night where it's the last night of camp Mm -hmm. and they show the camp video and all the kids and you're watching it. And even as like a counselor or staff member, like you feel so good watching that video. Like you're like, I made it through the week. It was hard. But like you're seeing all these memories that happened that week that were created. And you're like, this is awesome. Like this week was totally worth it. Like how hard it was. One of the things that you brought over to Frontier Ranch from Camp Hammer that I remember my first summer we didn't do is, um, so the, the camp video ends, and then right at the very end, the camp speaker, which these speakers, they have such a um, kind of a, a stamp in time on these kids' lives. Like a lot of these speakers, this is the first time a kid has ever heard the gospel before, and it's from this speaker or it's from their counselor. And you brought this thing over where the count, the speaker gets about 60 seconds, maybe, mm-hmm. to basically summarize the week and give campers something to remember when they go home. And I don't know why, but that is my favorite part of the whole video because I know those kids are watching those videos and every time they show it to their parents, every time they show it to their friends, every time they watch it on YouTube, at the very end, they're going, oh yeah, that's what I learned at camp. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's super important that you brought that to camp. Um... What is your favorite part about the camp video? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, that also may, I was going to touch on that too, from what you said. That Uh is probably one of my favorite parts because like we talked about before, like 
I don't remember anything my camp speaker said from my first right. week of camp, but Neither if I find I. the DVD and that they did that at that time, I think they did, then yeah. it might like trigger some stuff. Totally. So I think it's like most of these kids are so young to where they're not going to remember much. Right. But then when you have that speaker at the end, I think it gives like that, like that little like switch in their head or like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, like that's beat. what I learned. Um, yeah. Last year I was also able to get a drone, which has like been really fun. Yeah. Because at camp you're always outside. But I remember, and this isn't like, you were still learning your first summer of your video stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I remember your week one video that you did last year with the drone and just with your advanced skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like I got that video and like I sent it to everybody and I was like, dude, this is the <laughs> best camp video I have ever seen. Like I just thought it was amazing. And I remember my, my boss at the time, Dave Natari, I sent it to him mm-hmm. and I was like, is this not the best video Frontier Ranch has ever produced? And he emailed me back and he's like, hands down, best video like I've ever seen. Mm. Because with the drone and just like with your skills of doing videographer a second summer in a row and technology, mm-hmm. all the above all the things like I'm sure 15 years ago, it was like people like cutting together tapes or whatever. I don't yeah. know what video editing was back then, but you made it something so special and so cool that kids are like, they can't wait to watch it again. Exactly. And this year we're doing something kind of cool. Um, where we're not actually giving DVDs out. We're giving our camp video because we believe in it so much. It's for free. Every mm-hmm. kid gets one and we're just posting it on our YouTube page, which means we might be able to get some better music in it. Right? Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> every camp video has the same like six songs. Yeah. Because you have to pay outrageous amounts of money when you right. sell DVDs for music rights. Right. But, uh, one more favorite part, I think, yeah. is the GoPro with the kids going down the slide. The slip and slide. Yeah, I have, we have a huge slip and slide here. So I have a GoPro with a big pole that I'll attach. And I'll just go to the top and hand it to kids and they can ride down with it. And they love it. And they it, love dude. it. Because they're like, that's like the most like raw emotion you can see. Like the joy on their face when they're riding down with the camera in their hand. Oh, yeah. And then they like, for the kids who are lucky enough, obviously I can't get every kid to go down with it. But right. like the kids who are lucky enough to go down with it, they're always so stoked. So, real talk, mm-hmm. I got a phone call from you in April. You were thinking about not working at camp. Yeah. Can we talk about this? Mm-hmm. What was going on? Um, I think that I'm, like, growing up now. <laughs> I'm 22. Okay. So, I'm kind of getting to this age where... I'm going to be graduating college in December, so I'm still going back to school after this summer right. for one more semester, and then I'll be graduating. Um, I'm studying film, so video is something I want to pursue, Right. and I think I am a little behind in my skills because I got into it when I was so late, like 19, 20 years old is when I started like finding out this is what I want to do, Right. and um, I was just trying to think of like, ooh, should I get like an internship this summer? like somewhere in LA down by where I go to school, um, work with other people who are better than me so I can learn because I come to camp and it's just me doing videos. Right. So it's kind of like self-discipline. If I want to get better and learn new stuff, I have to do it on my own. Whereas if I had an internship, I'd be getting directed by other video people. Right. So I just kind of torn between this, like, do I go back to a place I love and sacrifice being behind in my skills a little bit? Cause I'm still going to be pursuing my skills here, obviously. Yeah. Or do I go back to a place that I've loved so much and give myself one more summer of camp? 
I remember talking with you on the phone and I, I told you this because I've seen you as like a fourth grader mm-hmm. and there are certain people and I, I cannot say this for everybody. And we just finished our first night of all camp staff is here. I'm tired. You're tired. Uh-huh. Um, and one of the things I get to do is look around and it's like, at this point I can kind of see, all right, who's going to like really love this thing called camp and who's, who's going to really struggle through this thing called camp. And just even in the first night, you can see it in people's eyes or yeah, not, you know, just for sure. even the tour, even like the, we played Bunko tonight and there's loud music, there's people going crazy and it's like, are you going to be able to hang this <laughs> up? <laughs> and man, I've known you as a kid and it's like, I told you this over the phone, like you love camp. Like Danny Berger to me embodies everything there is about camp. You love when kids eat sugar at 10 PM at night. Mm -hmm. You love, like you love waking up for morning devos. You, um, love just hanging dude. Like you last year, FOMO, um, remember like you would always get jealous whenever you couldn't do something cause you had to edit a video. Yeah. Like I lived so close, like home is like 20 minutes here from me. So like, it'd be so easy for me to go home on the weekends and sleep and just relax. Right. But like last year I just like always had to be where, where everyone was like, right. what was going on? Where are we going this weekend? <laughs> like, why, why would I go home? Like all the staff are here to like hang out. Right. And like, I just remember telling you on the phone, like, And I don't know. I don't know what God's going to do in your life. I don't know if what's going to happen post camp, but I do know that like for you to give camp one more summer, I think is just, I just really respect that a lot. Mm -hmm. And I told you like camp means so much to you. And I would hate for you 30 years from now, 20 years from now, 10 years from now, look back and go, I could have done another summer and still got to where I'm at right now. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. What, what we talked and then it was like, I don't know, a couple of days later, you're like, all right, man, I'm, I'm back in. What changed? What shifted in your mind? I think I really just thought about like the, the big picture and everything. Like what's the big picture for you? Like what is the rush for me to start my career when I've been doing something my whole life? that mm-hmm. I probably will, won't be able to do again. Mm-hmm. So like you said, like, what's one more summer? Yeah. Like, I'm only 22, where I can think about it the other way, like, oh my gosh, I'm 22. But I'm like, right. I'm only 22. I've got my whole life ahead of me to do all this video stuff and career stuff. And it's like, camp is where I found out about Jesus. Camp is where I became a Christian uh-huh. when I was younger. So it's like, if I can come back to one more summer and make an impact on just making videos or like meet some campers so I can just have a huge impact on, I think it's worth it. Do you know that through video that you make like an impact in kids' lives? I think so. Yeah. I know that you and I have had this conversation before where it's like, there's been kind of like it ebbs and flows of your spiritual walk a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think obviously camp for a lot of people, it's like a time to recenter a little bit, but I have to imagine in your role, it can feel a little lonely. Yeah. Like, for sure. Because it, yeah. I, I am in a department where it's just me. Right. So it gets hard at times where it's like, I'm not working on a team. Right. And I don't have like direct accountability or like people checking on like, how are you doing? Like, how's this going? Cause it is a one person department. It's just me. And like 
obviously I'm in surrounded by camp. I'm everywhere because I'm always filming, walking around camp, getting my shots and sitting in the wagon wheel with the other like administrative staff or the photographer and all those people. So like I'm around people, but like there's no like direct necessarily communication I ever have to have with anybody. And I feel like this isn't a bad thing, but there's probably not a ton of people coming up to you like there is counselors or some of our other support staff that are going, hey, man, how can I pray for you? How you doing? How's like your walk with God or anything like that? Like people just, oh, it's a video guy. Yeah, that, yeah, it doesn't happen a lot. Do you feel that? I definitely feel that. I, I know how hard it is to feel kind of alone sometimes in your job. And I I always have seen you or sometimes a photographer feels this as well. It's just like, yeah, it's like a really solo job, but you have always kept super good perspective. And I've always appreciated that about you. Like, Mm -hmm. I want you to know you make an impact, a big impact. And I think the piece that probably we haven't talked about, the impact you make on the staff might be more important than the videos that you put out. Because... I've never seen you have a bad day. Have you ever had a bad day at camp? I mean, I've had some bad days, but I'm pretty good at keeping it yeah. <laughs> internal. You've never had a bad day. Always positive. I don't think I've ever seen you late to a Devo. Um, maybe you've been late, but I've just <laughs> never noticed. Like you, you, you were impacted so much by camp, and you know how important camp is that you, your presence on staff is so important. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if you realize that, but like without you, I think a piece of culture goes missing because there's this guy that grew up and knows the importance of camp. And I remember when you called me, I wasn't so bummed or worried about having a videographer. I was kind of like, eh, we'll find somebody. It's, it will be okay. Mm-hmm. We won't have as good videos, but we'll be okay. I think what I was more bummed for than anything was like, I think a piece of culture would have been missing. A a guy who's constantly positive would have been missing. And that goes way further at camp than a video. So thank you for being positive all the time. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll end here. Why, why does camp mean so much to you? I think it means so much to me because I remember so much from my first time going to camp. I remember coming back from that first week of camp, like thinking that was like the best week of my life (laughs) and constantly coming back to camp through fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and all the way till high school. And like at Camp Hammer is where I became a Christian. I don't necessarily remember the first time. I mean, for fourth grade was like, I remember the first time I went there, I gave my life to Jesus. Right. And then I remember when I was in like eighth or ninth grade, I like rededicated my life to Jesus. And it's like camp is like the reason, like I'm still in my faith as a Christian. Like without camp, I don't think I would be a Christian at all. What advice would you give to somebody who's thinking about bailing on working at camp? Um, I think camp has such a great community of the staff, like the staff, like, of course, I'm here for the kids, but, like, the staff is, like, so near and dear to my heart. Like, sure. I don't say this lightly when it's, like, you may meet people at staff who, like, may stand with you at your wedding one day. They may mm-hmm. be your bridesmaid or groomsman. Like, you will meet some of the greatest friends. Totally. You will have at camp. Like, I worked at camp before I went 
and lived on a college university. Right. And like, it was harder for me, I think, to make friends at college than it was at camp. Like, because camp just brings all the greatest people together. Right. I truly believe that. Like, there, you will find people who will be your friends at camp who can be friends for a long time. You will meet kids who will look up to you and like, you may not remember this, but they'll remember you for like ever. Like, I was in Grout's cabin 13 years ago and I still remember who he is. Like, think about if you're a counselor and you have, what is it, like 60, 70, 80 kids a summer or something. However, however many you have, you like they they are yeah. gonna remember you, the counselor. Yep. Like, and they might not remember you, the intern, when you're 19 working at an internship somewhere in Southern California. Exactly. Like camp will pour back into you. Yeah. As much as you pour into it. Totally. I uh, I have two bro tats. Um, three technically. <laughs> I actually have a tattoo that I got with my brother. So that counts as like the <laughs> ultimate bro tat. Yeah. But I have two tats that I've gotten with friends. Uh, one of my tats is a, um, we share a love for tattoos, Danny and I do. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my tattoos is a grizzly bear with an Oakland A's hat. And obviously I love the A's, but the grizzly bear stands for the person who basically led me to Christ, which is a guy named JT Gordon Grizzly from Camp Hammer. And camp obviously impacted my life so much that I got a tattoo. And I have another tattoo that um, you, me, and another summer staffer named Connor have, soccer mom. Um, And I don't say this lightly, but I got a tattoo with you guys because, number one, camp means a lot to me. But number two, you guys mean a lot to me. And your love for camp as a director is like... I can't begin to express how amazing it is. And like, I am proud to have a a lantern tattooed on my leg for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Knowing that you and Connor also have that tattoo. That was such a fun day when we all got tatted. And um, I remember we were just so happy. We just ended camp. Camp was over. I think you and I were 21, but Connor wasn't 21 yet. And, and we just, we were so stoked to have camp done, but more than anything, like that tattoo means the the world to me. Mm -hmm. I love my lantern because of our connection and our love for camp. Are you glad you got your tattoo too? Or you regret it every day? I love it. It's a great (laughs) tattoo. Okay, good. Because, uh, it's just a reminder. I'll, I'll have it forever. A reminder of why camp's important and, why having a positive energy at camp is important. And I, mm-hmm. I've always appreciated that in you. Um, all right, last question. Mm-hmm. Then we're done. Sounds good. Cool? Because yeah. it's late. I'm tired. Me too. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> what's like the funniest thing you've caught on video at Frontier? Ooh. Can you remember this? Or yes. do you remember? There is one. Okay. That I think you'll remember it too. Okay. So, it was it was campfire at Frontier one night, so we have all the kids uh-huh. at campfire, and we were doing some skits, and it was in between skits, and uh, one of the program assistants at the time, TBD, was on stage, right. okay, and all the kids started chanting for her to dab. Oh yes, so I, I was filming. This. So she she like didn't really know what a dab was at the time, but she figured it out, dabbed, and then like a bunch of kids in the front row jump up, and I like pull my camera out like to get like a wider shot of all the kids cheering and her on stage. Right. And there's this little girl with a Pikachu mask on. 
on her head. <laughs> I know who this girl is. So she has like a Pikachu mask like sitting on her head. Yeah. So she pulls it down to cover her face uh-huh. and like just throws this crazy dab <laughs> and like pulls it back up and sits down like nothing had ever happened. <laughs> it was like in like that night I took it back to the lodge and so the some support staff and we probably watched it a hundred times and we were dying laughing. <laughs> it was like one of the funniest things I've ever seen because of how serious she got and then like just sat right. down and act like it had never happened and like most people didn't even see it happen. <laughs> but like I have it on video in like the center of my screen and it is like so good. I love that you catch those funny memories. Um, well dude, thanks for uh, working at camp, serving at camp for so many summers. This is your fourth summer at camp now. Fourth summer. Man. Yeah. I'm proud of you, man. It's fun watching you grow up and I, uh, you'll probably make a lot of summer staff jealous that you're on the podcast, but mm-hmm. I wanted you here because I love you and, and I'm just glad that, uh, you're here at least one more summer. Yeah. I'm Ho- glad. Hopefully your girlfriend likes it this summer. I think she's liking it so far. Good, man. Good. Yeah. I'm glad I came back for this last summer. All right, Danny. Good to chat. We'll be up back next week for the Camp Vibes podcast. I am super tired right now. <laughs> I'll post this eventually. All right, see ya. Hello, Mr. Bear. I didn't see you coming. I was way too busy strumming my guitar. See, I thought I'd spend the day relaxing by the river and singing a couple tunes.